Welcome to Accent on Mercy Alumni, brought to you by the Alumni Office at Mercy High School, Farmington Hills, Michigan. I'm your host, Associate Principal Larry Baker. Today's guest on Accent on Mercy Alumni is Alicia Slavosky Erskine, class of 2004. Alicia went on to the University of Michigan following her days at Mercy. Inspired by her Mercy teachers, Alicia decided to become an educator. We're glad she did. Her passion for reading and writing still remains paramount in her life, and she hopes to share a love of learning with future generations. Currently living in Chicago, Illinois, Alicia teaches English language arts to an inspirational group of middle schoolers at Plamondon Elementary School, a magnet school of 130 K-8 students, I've just learned. Alicia, it's already been so nice uh, reconnecting. Thank you so much for talking with me, Mr. Baker. It's great to hear from you and get to hear about Mercy as it is today. Please tell us more about your school and uh, life in the big city of Chicago. Yes, as you mentioned, um, I'm teaching middle schoolers at um, Ambrose London. It's in the North Lawndale neighborhood in Chicago. Um, and it, the beauty of my school is it's very tiny. And so I, um, really get a lot of one-on-one time with my kids. I only have, um, 25 children in my, I have a six, seventh split, so 25 children. And then in my eighth grade, there were only 17 children. So it was really, um, great to be able to, to have such small classes and, um, get a lot of time to, to help prepare my kids for their next steps in high school. How about life in Chicago? Chicago's wonderful. So I moved out here um, after graduating um, in 2008. And I, uh, my sister was out here doing grad school. Um, and so I applied for Teach for America in Chicago. And I thought, well, I only applied to Chicago. And if I don't get it, it wasn't meant to be. Um, and I, I got Teach for America here. And I went through the program. And they helped place me um, on the south side of Chicago originally. So I taught there for my first six years. Um, and during that time too, I um, met my now husband, um, actually on a tr- an Amtrak train back to Michigan. So he had, oh my gosh. So he had actually moved out here um, for work as well. And then we both are from Michigan originally. So we, we met heading back there. And um, we just recently bought uh, a condo. So we bought a condo last month. Um, and we are living here now with our two wonderful dogs. So that's oh, our life. That's great. Yeah, yeah. And may I may I uh, ask, since you you brought it up, how is your sister? She's great. So my sister is um, living in Evanston, and she um, is working. I'm going to totally butcher her job because I I don't exactly know what she does. She works. Um, she so she has her PhD and her master's in public health from Northwestern. And she is working with uh, the Northwestern Women's Hospital. Um, and she's doing studies in uh, lactation and uh, like pre- a lot of like prenatal studies. So she's doing really, really well. Um, she's still super smart. Yeah, so, so, and we get to see her about every week. She has two girls now, so my two nieces. So we get to see them every week. Oh, congratulations. It's wonderful to hear that you're both uh, doing so well and giving giving so much back. 
Um, I have to ask you, I'm a little intimidated by the idea of uh, teaching sixth and seventh graders myself. Um, what do you find most challenging and, uh, uh, about teaching them? Of course, I don't mean that in a negative way. Every group has its challenges, but that's a pretty lively demographic you have. Yeah, I feel like everybody kind of cringes when they hear that I teach middle school, but it is my absolute favorite age to teach. Um, Sixth grade is always really rough because they're just coming into awareness of themselves. But by seventh grade, I feel like kids are really figuring out who they want to be. And it's it's always such a privilege to have a hand in shaping kids' mindsets. That's, I think, like the, the, my favorite thing about middle school. I don't know how you teach high school. That's, <laughs> that's more intimidating to me. Um, but I, I think the most challenging thing... Um, I don't even know that it would be about teaching my students. I would just say about that I've learned in general um, is coming up against a lot of bureaucracy. So there are just so many, um, especially with the public schools, there are so many outside forces I find that I come up against and constantly changing curriculum. Um, and so things that, that are just kind of outside of my classroom that, that become challenges, but my, my kids are actually my refuge. And every day when I get to see them, that's, that's kind of my, my joy that I find when I get to see them at my door and um, we're all learning together because I just feel like I, I always tell them I learn more from them probably than they learn from me. But I just, I feel like, you know, that's our next generation. And, and I, I feel really privileged that I get to, to shape the mindsets of, of the future grownups, the people who are going to rule this world when I'm, when I'm old. So. <laughs> yeah, that is uh you, you got me kind of excited just to listen to you. You obviously have uh found your passion. Um, in terms of uh, teaching uh, students, uh, in our, our conversation beforehand, you, you, you really kind of startled me when you mentioned uh, along the lines of Shakespeare, having taken my Shakespeare class, that you uh, worked with your seventh graders on Othello. Yeah. And if you don't mind, I, I would just love to hear how do you introduce students of that age to Shakespeare? Uh, so I, my thing that I've found with middle school is they love opportunities to be smart. And the second that I say Shakespeare, they all automatically feel like they are let in, going to be let in on some big secret. So I think that that's automatically investing for kids when they hear Shakespeare because they know like, oh, we're going to learn something that I've heard about. And I've, you know, people talk about Shakespeare, but, but they don't quite know how to grasp it. And so I, I automatically am able to bring kids in with that. And then um, I think once they understand, we do a lot of acting out in class. So they'll act out the, the scenes or they'll, uh, you know, I, there's something else, you know, like the bitmojis, like the little comics that they can do. They'll make those yeah. parts of the text to kind of, you know, summarize what they read. And I, I found that they just get so invested in the drama of Shakespeare because everything's like a soap opera and they, yeah. that aspect of Shakespeare. So um, that's actually my favorite and easiest unit to invest kids in. And I have had kids when we, you know, didn't finish a chapter in class, voluntarily come back to my classroom at the end of the day, pass the bell to read. Um, I've had kids be like, we can miss part of recess, just keep reading the chapter, you know, so that I feel like that investment um, really comes naturally around 
Othello and they love, love Shakespeare. So I think it gets them excited too, because a lot of them do Romeo and Juliet um, in high school. So then they feel a little bit more equipped to take on that task when they get there. Yeah. Oh, thank you for sharing that. And of course, before we conclude, I uh, would love to have you share some mercy memories. You're from the class of uh, 2004, and we'd love to hear some vintage 2004 (laughs) Mercy High School remembrances. Yeah, I have so many great memories of mercy. I mean, when people tell you, you know, high school, some of the some of the best days of your life, I really do have so many great memories. I mean, newspaper, being on newsprint, um, I think that was my first opportunity as a a student to feel complete and total ownership over what we were doing and and being able to write and produce the paper. Um, I just remember hanging out in the newsprint room during off hours and and then being able to go around and... um, the, having the, the privilege to be the photographer and take pictures at all the different events and around the school. Um, I think some of my, like, I guess, funnier memories, I remember, some, I don't even remember who did it. Somebody stole Miss Linsky's scooter um, as a senior. <laughs> and I remember a bunch of us watching, um, I can't remember who it was, but watching them right away and Miss Linsky, you know, yell after them, you know, get back here with their scooter. Um, I also remember, I don't know if other people from our class will remember this. We went into a lockdown because three boys came into the school dressed as girls and were like snuck into the cafeteria. And I remember we went on lockdown. Everybody was like, what is going on? You know, we were told not to leave the classroom. And there were these three boys walking around with wigs and skirts. So I really remember that. Um, Just, I have so many things being on the stage crew. Um, and the costume oh, yeah. plays. Yeah. Any, anything backstage, those are the days. I mean, any excuse to hang around after school and, um, you know, especially when the boys were there, it was always so, so exciting. I can't even, you know, it's like when I think of, when I um, saw your questions about memories of mercy, I was like, oh my gosh, I don't even know where to start. Our Stratford trips every every year. What was it? Was it every year? I remember seeing two different plays. I remember seeing Yeah, we uh, yeah, we go every year. Yeah. We still do. Yeah. So I, I just loved so much about Mercy and um you know, I think the I, I think my biggest thing that I took away from Mercy, even outside of the memories, was just the idea of feeling like an empowered woman. Um, and I'm so grateful for that because that's shaped my whole life. So that's great to hear, and that's a wonderful note on which to conclude. Alicia, thank you so much for being our guest today. Thank you so much, Mr. Baker. I appreciate you, and thank you for all you did to, to shape my life. I really appreciate it. Music on Accent on Mercy Alumni is performed by concert pianist Julia Siciliano, class of 2001.